0: Hey there, welcome to Bandit's Keep, I'm Daniel. All right, we are at OSR October still. It is now the 11th day of OSR October, and I want to talk again about a supplement. This is actually a collection of zines and by J.V. West called Black Pudding Heavy Helping. You can get the Black Pudding zines. I don't know if you can get the individual zines in print anymore, but you used to be able to get them. They were really beautifully put together. Um, but they are on, I believe, 7 now, yeah, seven is the latest one. I'll put a link to to his I guess it's a blog. His webpage. Um but this thing includes the first four issues. So <laughs> Black Pudding is let's see how to describe this. It is it's made for Labyrinth Lord of BX. It is zany, but just zany enough to still be very, very usable and gameable. Like, I think if you use everything, and I have used a few of these things, if you use everything from this uh, series of zines to run your game, because actually in this heavy helping, he's actually got his house rules put together at the end, which is effectively an entire game. Like, I feel like, I haven't tried it, but I think if you just took this, oh, I don't know, dozen pages at the end, this is literally a a retro clone, or if you want to call it. (laughs) It's basically like the entire game. But, forgetting about that for a second, Every zine he would mix, mix with uh, fun character sheets, some new classes, some magic items and swords and stuff like that, monsters, what he calls meat shields, which are basically NPC, uh, like hirelings, links, and then also adventurers, and then some house rules. So any one of these is worth picking up. And you can get the hell. I'm on the site now just looking. You can get uh, uh, his... You can get the... Well, in Drive-Thru RPG. you can get the... The Black Pudding heading, Heavy Helping. You can also get the individual zines. I don't see a way to get the print ones. If I can figure it out, I'll put a link. But uh, like I said, I have the first, I think, five in print. Not from drive-through. Like, really beautiful prints. And I don't remember where I got them from. Like, from him, but I don't know exactly where he was selling them. But anyways, if I can find it, I'll put it here. Not to get the, the lost. But also, interestingly enough, and I didn't know this. Apparently, he had a game called Gozer, which was... Uh, Released pretty recently, or it's being kickstarted, and no, it looks like the Kickstarter must have ended recently. But what's what, the reason why I only mention that is because uh, I see that they've released a text only doc, and I remember that there was a conversation before between I believe Jason and uh, and Joe about you know accessibility. And I, I don't know if this is more accessible. I'll put a link to it though. There's a text only version of the game, and I assume that it was for accessibility reasons because when you look at the game, he's got pictures of it inside here. It's very graphics heavy and would maybe be hard for a, a reader to, uh, you know, an electronic reader to be able to to give you the information. So this is very cool. Uh, like I said, I'm going to put a link to it. This is not what I'm going to talk about today, but it just says it's kind of a side note. We're going to talk about Black Pudding. So let's jump into this. First of all, the vast majority, I believe, of the art in here is by J.V. West uh, The in most of the articles. But there's also other people that have helped out. you got Matt. Hildebrand, and Carl St. Jernberg, and then Clyde Praxels. And he's in, JV particularly points out what they did. So mostly art. Actually, page 24, 23, 24, and 25, everything by Matt. So let's let's see what's on there. Let's jump over there and see what's on those pages. Let's see, 23. I have it in print, obviously. Aha, uh-huh, okay. Got a goblin, uh, playable class. A Jungle Lord playable class, which is like a Tarzan, right? And a Keeper uh, playable class, which is you're a child of the forest and defender of the ways of Mother Nature. You attack it and save as a cleric, you prefer bows, light armor, and small weapons. You are probably neutral. Okay, this is almost like a fighty. Oh, and I get spells too. Spells. You can cast druid spells. Okay, so it's a little bit more of like a fighter druidy, it looks like like to me. Or maybe it's just a druid. (laughs) Who knows? So anyways, let's just flip through this thing again. Like I've done in the past, I'm just going to pick out a few things that I love. First of all, the character sheets are just amazing. So if you want really fun character sheets, you know, a lot of times I get asked about bringing people from like other game systems into the OSR and stuff. And one of the ways that we can do that is to like show them some of the cool art. Because OSR is full of... I mean, not that the mainstream RPGs or the modern RPGs aren't, but... It's a different kind of art, right? It's it's the art that, like, when you were in, and this is meant as a positive, not a negative. It might come out negative when I say this, but it's like when you were in, uh, you know, you're a sophomore in high school and that friend of yours that can draw really well and they're just, like, doodling in their notebooks all the time and you look over and you're like, oh, that's so cool. That's what this reminds me of. It's just very well done from just, like, natural talent and not over-processed, uh, art if that makes sense but again now I'm going in a different direction maybe I'll talk about art in another podcast but the character sheets are amazing and if you were to print out these six or seven character sheets you know with the people's uh, character on them and then you hand them out to people who are used to playing games that have more kind of like basic either super basic character sheets or ones that are just like tons of numbers and stuff they'll really enjoy it, uh, it you got to look at it I mean I'll try to describe it as best I can my favorite one I think is the one with the giant snake there's like this giant snake going through the entire center, which gives you tons of white space to like make notes and stuff, and then all your stats are just wrapped around the snakes. Very very cool. All right. So there's one also with the the demon uh, demon guy. I mean, it's it doesn't look like I'm really. It looks like I'm enough that you would know that it's the demon guy from the player's handbook, but it doesn't. Uh, it doesn't look exactly like it. You've got one that's a, a map. You have one that looks like a backpack and stuff. Just so fun. All right. I could spend the whole podcast on the character sheets. So let's look at some of the characters. <laughs> you've got Barbarian, Barbera Bunny, as you can probably imagine. Uh, leap and Lettuce, you can leap 30 feet forward, 10 foot backwards, and 10 foot side to side. You can leap 10 foot straight up, and it's kind of cool. So it's basically a bunny rabbit humanoid that's uh, clearly, you know, in this case, a female. And that's kind of the idea, I think, the joke. Then you've got the Black Knight which can uh, is kind of wrapped in darkness. In the shadows, you are as hard to spot as secret doors. You can summon a darkness spell one time a day, two times a day at level 10. Okay, I love that. In the shadows, you are hard to spot as a secret door. I love the use of mechanics that already exist in a system without giving a number. Because if you play this in any number of uh, RPGs or this this class you want to translate it over, you can easily be like, well... They find a secret door like this and that, and that's basically how you would do it. Okay, let's go. Blind Guardian. You give up your eyes to see to better see. You are a defender. Attack, save as cleric. You can wear any armor. But you can only use the type of holy weapon in which you are trained, or else you attack like a wizard. Okay, so they can use anything, but they're trained with very specific things. Let's see. Uh, Once per day, you can cast, read magic, and read languages. You can see evil and malice uh, per any level, in any direction, uh, and basically they've got they've got like blind sight, effectively like kind of daredevil-y. Then you got Cat Girl, uh, meow by turning into a tiny, <laughs> by turning on your kitty charms, you gain plus two on direction rolls. Okay, these are really fun. My favorite one is is the witch, but I won't go over that one because I've already done enough characters. Let me jump forward to there's a lot of characters in here. All right, here we go. We got items. This looks like some swords. Yeah, iron devils. Let's see. Plus two, two-handed sword. Zegar knows not the sting of regret. Zegar grants plus two versus fear and can cast fear spell once per day. Natural 20 slays one-hit type creatures. Those with two to four hit dice get a save. Others are not as affected by Zegar's death's grin. Natural one means usable to make attack roll against self- Zeger tolerates no mistakes. (laughs) Fun. We've got plus one dagger. A black-hearted PC of chaotic alignment may cast each one day using the... May cast... May cast each one day using this evil blade. Oh, I see. Then there's a list of spells. Cause light wounds, charm, person, darkness. Caress is a talking blade that whispers to its user, beckoning them to commit terrible acts of murder. That's an intelligent... uh, that's all awesome, intelligent tagger. Then we have glittering tome of silver sage, and it's got a bunch of spells in it. Reflections of the soul, shimmer web, silver sword, wolf's Bane chant. Then we have another uh, another magic book here. Okay, and then we're coming into got three magic books. Then we got some beasteries. Binoculon. Uh, they have four sets of eyes. Hag's Husband, Sesden uh, Chaos Serpent, Orc, Warg Trainer, Gozog, Kisser. Ooh, what's a kisser do? Undead. Hissy, nasty. First she gonna grab you, then she gonna kiss ya. If you get kissed, you get sucked 1d12 points of constitution. Ouch. Kissers crawl out of old crypts and graves tainted by fetid fungus of earthly origins. The muck is great for potions. Nice. Okay, let's go past this. Okay, now we have some of our... uh, Okay, so Meat Shields of the Bleeding Ox. So let's pick a random meat shield. Gelithan Stormshot. She's kind of a uh, a well-built fighter. She's with a uh, double-bearded axe shield and some boots that have like kind of... Well, they're not smiley faces. They have like a grumpy face. She's a third level dwarf, chaotic good, turn-ons are epicness, turn-offs are stinky dwarfs, ain't nobody tells her what not to do, battle axe plus one, short sword, studded leather, shield, three torches, wine, beer, yak meat, socks, potion of invisibility, one flask of oil, shiny marble that looks a bit like an apple. She's got a haggle of eight, I think what that means, if I'm not mistaken, has, oh I see, she wants 26 gold pieces a day. And for some reason, the haggle has to do with... Uh, I think you have to do a reaction roll to to get a better price than that. All right, so she's cool. We got... Here we go. Urita. She's a Barbera Bunny. Chaotic neutral. Hailing from the strange valley some day's journey to the east, Urita has come to the city in search of adventure. And her sister, Zelm. <laughs> so they all have, like, little items and little backgrounds. How much they charge per day. You've got some, like, relatively inexpensive people. Then you have people that are 20, 30 gold pieces... This guy right here is only two gold pieces a day. He's a third-level cleric. Talus, metal cup, metal cap. Talus' skull top was ritually removed. Talus' skull top was ritually removed to purify him for the clergy of the high ones. He seeks ultimate understanding and opposes mental laziness. <laughs> Fun. All right, so then we come into... And I'm not going to talk too much about these because these are adventures. but you've got a bunch of adventures. Buried temples of... Straw. Crypt of the Worm Idol, Into the Nest, Vault of the Whisperer, which I've actually run and it's really good. Vault of the Whisperer, that's the same one. <laughs> this one they actually did up kind of, it's a bigger one, and they did it up like um, some of the basic fantasy ones where like each of the sections, like any monsters or whatever, they've got uh, the little circles that you fill in for their hit points when you fight them. I really like that about basic fantasy. All right. Uh, Okay, then we've got... This is more adventures. All right, now we're getting into some of his house rules. One of my favorite ones, I think it's in here, are, let's see if we can... What does the monster do with its Kill? Oh, here we go. The Rigors of Readiness. I use this a lot, and if you've watched my actual place, you've probably seen it happen. This is a great, great article, for lack of a better word. You made it out of the dungeon... Delorius Doom's alive and hauling a hundred pounds of treasure. Now you're living it up in the Cat's Meow Inn, drinking at least half your treasure uh, in the finest wine and mead. But you're not still wearing your armor. Not here. Not Not in no way in hell. Right. But the sneaky judge decides that one of the treasures you stole from the glorious Temple of Mog is being tracked magically. So basically what this is, is it's this chart that you roll on to see how prepared the characters are. So if you roll a three you have one trusted item. If you roll a six, you are suited up and ready for action. If you roll a one, you don't even have your pants on. (laughs) And this modifier is based on what you were doing and stuff like that. So it's real fun. This this helps with that whole idea of like, how ready am I or how quickly can I get ready? (laughs) Uh, And then, like I said, he's basically got these house rules here that are effectively an entire OSR game. It's got all the, you know, opening doors, resting healing, encumbrance, character creation, ability modifiers... Turn, then you got the different classes, clerics, regular wizards, halflings. I mean, they're not exactly not retro-cloned because these guy's on the rules there, but um, really, really simple. So, Doom Slickers, house rules based on BX, Labyrinth Lord Ability scores, 3d6 in order, adjust per BX, basic, minus 3 to plus 3 scale, emergent characters. Oh, yes, multiclass, multiclass. Humans and some demi-humans can choose up to three classes, LL plus AEC, which is Advanced Edition, something rules apply. You can adopt a class at any time that it makes sense. You can stop advancing in a class when you want. How hey, you can divide your XP between classes, however you see fit. It's your PC after all. <laughs> Seems like they've got a pretty loose table, which is really fun. And then the back part of this is basically the covers of the individual zines. So you got the, the cover for Zine One, Two, Three, and Four. And then some other doodads in the back here, just some some art. So it's really fun. I even got a little cartoon in the back. There's also an ad in the back for some of the other stuff that they have done. This, huh, this set of zines, Black Pudding, is probably one of my favorite sets of zines for when I just want to stop taking myself too seriously. I actually jumped on to uh, James, James, v, v, James V. West, so the creator, J.V. West to their Twitter just for a second to see what they were working on. And I see that they've got, for uh, Black Pudding number seven, they have a character class. And it is the eyeball. (laughs) A walking, talking eyeball. Given sentience somehow, a humorous adventurer. Weapons armor, as dwarf, but armor class twice as much due to retrofitting. Two and six fine armor fits. Spot hidden and invisible on one through three. One through four at level five, one through five at level nine. I mean, they are an eyeball after all. Bright attacks give a minus two to save. Uh, oh my god, so funny. Wisdom check to read any scroll. <laughs> so, this stuff is just really fun. Now, we've played, like I said, a few games where we've actually used the character classes. Some of them are a little bit silly. They're definitely buying into the tropes, right? You've got your chainmail check and your guy yeah, that's like Tarzan and your like sinewy barbarian and all that fun stuff. But sometimes it can be fun just to actually do that and not take yourself too seriously. So, if you want a serious zine, that allows you to not take yourself too seriously, I definitely recommend Black Pudding. I will put it, uh, again, links to all I can find in the show notes. And uh, we keep moving on. If you would like to call in, if you've Black Pudding, if you have other zines that are zany that you want to recommend to me, if you just have anything to say about anything so far, go ahead and, well, anything related to the show, obviously, uh, go ahead and follow the link in the show notes to leave me a message using Anchor. Or you could join my Discord server. There's a link to that down in the show notes as well. There's also a link to my Patreon if you want to support me there. And otherwise, I will talk to you soon.